And to hold the ones you love. And to hold the ones I love. And also to throw them. I do all those things with my arms. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon, episode 306. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Thank you for joining us yet again. If this is your yet again time, if it's your first time joining us, uh, I apologize for, you know, the things that you won't like about the show. If you're joining us again, you know what you're in for, so uh, here we go. Let's make this happen. Hi, Dave. Hi. You're going over a bunch of technical stuff right now. Dave, Dave I was, was looking just, at... Just checking. Making sure that things were plugged in, making just sure checking. recordings were recorded. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Here's a, here's a thing, if you ever decide to do your own podcast, that will happen to you. You'll do an episode, and at the end of it, you'll realize you didn't record it. That will happen to you. That happens to every yeah, podcast. It does. And then you cannot resist telling people that that happened. And equally so, you cannot resist trying to duplicate the original podcast, which is impossible to do. Yeah. Because it's, you know, obviously with our show, but any show, mm -hmm. it's, you know, off the cuff. It's extemporaneous. It's ad-libbed. It's Im improvised. It's. But when that one has been annulled. It's hard to not You realize it wasn't recorded, so it was not yeah. consummated. Yeah, and yeah. then you've got to, like, you know, start it all so over hard. again and go through yeah. the motions. It's so hard because then you'll be like, people will be, go you know, and then when we were talking earlier, I remember I said, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you said, and then they try to feed the person their line, you know, and the other person can't remember because it, you know, different things are important to different people. And yeah, it's a disaster. I think if you it's do a wash. that, yeah. I think if you do that, though, you should try to do it without ever mentioning. That you're re redoing. Oh, the show. but that's a lie. Because no one will know. Yeah, no, but your well, listeners will no, never know. No, but you're lying to them. No, you're not disagree. Lying. Yeah, you are. Why are you lying? Because it's a, uh, it's such an, it's like okay, say you were, uh, say you were doing a podcast and there was a bee in the room. Okay, and there's a bee. Yeah, and you can't hear the bee. Yeah. It's too too quiet to be heard. Yep. I think you you should tell your uh, listeners that there's a bee in the room because it's going to be affecting what you're doing, and people uh, will then know. Oh, that's why because there's a bee in the room. And I think the bee that's in the room then is that you screwed up, and then you uh, you know you got a little bit of a something something's wrong, something's off, and they, they they might be able to sense that. I think they deserve to know why things are a little different, why it's not quite quite on. <laughs> well. I, I suppose. I prefer. But I mean, I, Dave hates honesty. Let's go with that. As, if oh, you listen yes, to past episodes, Dave uh, is a member of the Liars Club. He and his friends get together and have a good uh, lie, mm -hmm. uh, and, and he does not care for the truth. That's true. He wants it to, to be out there and to remain out there, and for Mulder to never get it. <laughs> that's yes. I don't want it to. I don't want that sort of truth. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I, well, I feel like. I feel like. It's not that important. I mean, because every show you do, mm -hmm. there is something impacting you when you do the show, whether you're tired, mm -hmm. you had a bad drive. Sure. You had a hard day at work. Yeah. You have a sore leg. Okay. You know, there's various things. How many of those things are you going through right now? All of them. <laughs> yeah. You seem to be going through a list. <laughs> no, no, I was just, Your name's I was... Dave. You live in Aldergrove. <laughs> you have two dogs and two chickens. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's where I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, but I don't I mean, you don't, I mean, I guess our show, I mean, our show is a little different because we have sort of mod made somehow fall, fall into some sort of pattern of, of practically absolute candor. I wouldn't say absolute, but you know. Yeah. As close, to the as point where it doesn't hurt to, others. As much as we don't, as much as we want to reveal about ourselves, we will reveal. Yeah. I'm more for hurting others. Yeah. I don't want to hurt others. That's it. I don't care about me. It's fine. You can know you can know the shit that you want <laughs> about me. It's fine. 
uh, it's kind of it's kind of how I've all, always been mm. with 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 uh, any kind of like art yeah, or yeah. stuff. That's you know, true. that's true. I'm more I'm more like to hide behind I hide behind this the persona. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Oh, and that's that's completely that's completely legitimate as well. Uh, I I just find yeah the more I haven't gotten to a point I guess where uh, someone's gone. Uh, okay, that's enough. That's enough that we don't need to know any more about you. Thanks for thanks for letting us know. Unless it's my fa- <laughs> unless it's my family, in which case, yes, they have, and they have no interest in going, you know, yeah, beyond certain points. I can see that. Yeah, it's it, even if the things were things they were there for, uh, that they've been erased <laughs> in their minds and didn't happen. You know, do you think? But I mean, okay, if it if you don't remember it, did it happen? If you don't remember it, did it happen? Yeah. If okay, so I've got a scar on my leg. Yeah. I don't really remember what happened, but it happened. Yeah, because <laughs> I got a scar on my yeah. leg, and I think you've got scars inside you as well. And also good things too, like uh, you know, I I know how to do certain things. Well, how do I know how to do that? Well, because someone taught me that at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them teaching it to me, but that makes up me. So yeah, of course it happened. I would say. But I think everyone has a, their own. View. I know how to play poker. I don't remember when I got uh, taught to play poker. Yeah. I'm assuming it was my grandmother because that's what I played poker with for the most part. But I thought yeah. you were gonna say. I don't remember when I got laid. I would. Yeah. That was a weird. It was just a weird thing. I play poker. I don't know when I got laid, but uh, yeah, I do. Canada, I thought it was. It was Canada Day. I thought it was just an interesting. Uh, yeah. Stream. You just where you're kind of going there. I don't know. Canada poker, Day, 1985. Mm, yeah. Okay. okay. I have no memory of that. I mean, I of of when I got laid. I, <laughs> no, I remember you phoning me right after. No, no. Uh, on a rotary phone. On a rotary phone. Got a phone, Dave. Wait a minute. Is this long distance? Because that would cost a lot of money. Oh, I can't be, I can't be having that kind of business. Well, you could use a payphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, um, I just well, I feel like like you can have two people who have similar experiences, and yet they'll they'll see them totally different and have different memories and have filtered their lives in different ways. Sure. And I feel like when I mean did it happen, what I mean is that if it's not important to you. You know, if this this is very important to this person, and this and this event isn't important to that person, mm-hmm. did it really happen to that person? Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't impact them in the way it impacted this other person. Mm-hmm. So okay, well, when you say not important, I think there are things that shape you that you might not consider important, and then at a later date, like say, you know, if you go through therapy or something, mm-hmm. and someone goes, "Hey, uh, did your blank ever blank?" and like, "Oh yeah, they never blanked the blank." Oh, well, could that be why you blank blank blank? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I blank blank blank. Yeah, yeah that's why I blank blank blank. And it's like you I'm might really not have considered. The here. You might not have uh, considered. Okay, yeah. here's the thing. No, I, it's, I'm, try- it's no I'm trying to get. Uh, okay, here's easy. the thing. Like right now, I'm trying to get over like a uh, uh, sugar. I'm trying to not eat so much sugar. Okay. Okay. But when I was a kid, I was uh, I had a horrible time at school, hated it. Uh, the best times that I had were over at my grandparents' place, yeah. and there was uh, there was sugar there. And but I'd also do creative things there. I would uh, build things out of construction paper. I'd make comic books. I'd uh, I'd make stuff, and we would make hamburgers for dinner. Mm. And we would and there would uh, be like a bowl of candy that was there too. Okay. And so my associations of uh, being happy and safe and creative are with hamburgers, and <laughs> nice. there with uh, there with, with sugar. Mm. As well, so it's very difficult. Sugar, like that, those foods, uh, I equate to love. Okay, and I think a lot of people that have problems with food, they equate it with love. It it, it has the very similar situation. So so there's that. If I but I you know until recently I didn't put that together. Yeah, you know I just thought oh I like doing stuff at my grandparents' place. Oh, and I also like uh, sugar. But never, you know, it wasn't important to me that uh, that there was there was candy there. Yeah. And I was like, ah, fuck, that's that connection is uh, is a hundred percent there. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. 
here's the thing right now. I'm going to, I'm going swimming now uh, more. I'm trying to swim every day if I can. How is it going? Uh, swimmingly. <laughs> is that what you're going yeah, for? That's <laughs> Thank you. I think that joke's all wet. Huh, everyone? <laughs> Sorry, shallow humor. So anyway. I, I thought know. it was rather deep. And we got anything else? Chlorine? Anyone? Chlorine jokes? Nope. People out there are not lapping it up. Well, I, thanks for enjoying I, our dad joke commentary. I can't fathom it. Uh, mm, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, uh, so oh, yeah. Dear. So... You know, I uh, I feel very anxious in a uh, in a change room, and, and it's like, you know, mm. I might not be thinking why why do I feel anxious in a change room? I just like I'm anxious in a change room, and that and for a while that's kept me out of gyms, mm-hmm. and uh, it's still gyms are still ugh, for me. Uh, <laughs> swimming, I've I, I'll tell you how I got over a little something, but but it's again it's back to school, and I had horrible experiences in school, and I got beat up in uh, in uh, change rooms, and that was like so. Anytime I'm around lockers and that kind of thing, it's like oh yeah, this is the sights, the sounds, the smells of like one of the worst times of my life. So that's why I immediately trigger that. But I don't, I you wouldn't think that you just go meh you know your body your body reacts to something and goes eh. yeah but you don't put it all together and go it's important yeah you know but uh then i was going there with my wife and uh she showed me that there's this family area in the middle where they have private change rooms yeah and i'm like well fuck me why the hell am i sh- uh, changing over here with these goons aren't there aren't there uh dressing stalls though in the in the in the men's no changing oh there's not nope. okay nope no, nope, it's just uh, you and uh, a lot of European hairy gentlemen uh, <laughs> with one leg up on yeah. things, having long conversations I, nude. I've mentioned it many times. Yeah, my, throw my a towel on that shit. <laughs> throw a towel on it. No need. What are you doing? What are you airing out? Stop it. It's They're just unconscious of it, though. I know. They're not conscious of it at all. Yeah. Which is, I know, it's weird for us. I was lucky when I was in... When I was in junior high school, mm-hmm. I would never have dreamed of undressing in, in like full view of other people. I mean, we did mm-hmm. like changing our gym shorts, but the idea of like stripping down naked, forget about it. Um, but then when I got to senior high school and we when it, we had a you know we had our modular gym program where you could choose there was maybe four different or five different modules and you could choose different ones. And so the I chose swimming as because I love swimming mm-hmm. as one of my modules. And it was kind of lucky. It was my first module. And it was just seven of us who were in the, and uh, just maybe four guys and three girls who did, did the swimming. Now, did you have, sorry, did you have a pool at the school? No, we went to, um, Sun God Arena. Okay. So this is, we were in the same school, right? So, okay. But so you did this too when you went, you had different modules. You, know, you had your country dance or social dance, right. men's fitness. Yeah. Co-ed, co-ed fitness, yes. women's fitness. And then there I was didn't realize other... swimming was an option, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, it was when I went, from right. my year anyway. Uh, and so now, so, you know, I get there and I'm ready to like hide in a locker and change as per my usual custom. But these other guys are just letting it all hang out. And so I just was, and there's only a small amount of us. So I just thought, well, I guess I better just go for it yeah. because I don't want to stand out as the weirdo who's hiding behind a door doing this. So I just got changed, just undressed and got changed. And nothing happened. The lightning didn't strike me. No one pointed at me and laughed or anything like that. And so after that, I was fine. Like the rest of my gym uh, in, in senior high school, I just would change. I would shower. Yeah, and no one would, would have all the a long things. conversation with you while you were both nude. No, but this was high school. So we were still, yeah. we were still respectful of each other's 
areas. Yes. <laughs> of each other's domain. Yeah, I remember when I when I was in theater school, we would have uh, like dance class. And then the I would get all these notes from my dance teacher who was naked in front of me. So anyway, what you should mm. do is this. You're not doing this. And it was yeah. just like a... And then later on, we found out, yeah, he was up to some bad shit. Oh. Uh, I, more, thought his, more with, I thought his penis was a metronome. He's just trying to give you like the... <laughs> The rhythm. Aren't all yeah. our penises metronomes really? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he got up to some bad stuff with the with the female students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he got up to bad stuff with the male students, and then he just didn't say. But yeah, there was a weird vibe coming off of that, and it was just like, yeah, it felt like in retrospect, it definitely felt like trust violated and oh, and, yeah. and yeah. batch it. So maybe there's a little of that also thrown in the now. Hey, that's something I didn't think was important. I just I just realized that <laughs> shit. Maybe that's why I feel hey. uncomfortable. You know, because I had a, yeah. a Greek dance instructor mm. who would like stand in front of me uh, and blah blah blah. So you know, you're not stretching with the thing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so maybe that's why I feel weird with the uh, yeah, you know gen- gentleman in the uh, in the gym. I mean, for me, it's the opposite in the sense that I grew up in a family that there was no nudity in the family. Like my dad never was naked in front of us. Let's say you know there was no. We we had we had a fair amount of nudity. It was mm. it was pretty hippie. I think they read a book and said <laughs> be all right with this. Yeah, my parents were buttoned down. Okay. So uh, yeah, Bob think... Newhart was your dad? Yes, <laughs> buttoned down mind of my dad. I think I think I saw I'll my teach you how to drive now. I think I oh ac- no, I accidentally <laughs> saw my dad naked once. That was that was it. But you know, like we didn't. What was the circumstance? He was just in the just in the just backyard to... screaming. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was raking. He was raking. He was a rakish. He was normal. He was a naturalist, or is that what it's called? Naturist. Naturist. Sure. Yeah. Like Mister Rogers. Yes. Just like Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers was a nudist. Yeah. Was, was he? Yeah. Did he would go for a nude swim every morning. Didn't bring that up at his Senate hearing. I don't. I'm sure he would have been fine bringing it up. He was very, he was very open about it. <laughs> okay. No, it's fine. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, I th- no, I, I just happened to stumble into the bathroom. My dad was in mid between towel and not towel, right? Basically. Now, did he uh, jump up on the toilet like he was in a Tom and Jerry cartoon? Yes, eek, a child. <laughs> no, he did not. I think he's just startled. Kind of like, Get out of here! Something like that. Okay. I, I don't remember. That's probably just like boing. My dad's naked. What? Mm-hmm. Me out of here. <laughs> now, were you more casual, Sweet. casual with nudity with your with your kids? Uh to a terrible degree. <laughs> Fair enough. Terrible degree. That's fine. There's often uh, me running upstairs after having a shower, going, "Don't look, don't look." <laughs> and they're having a party with all their friends. <laughs> all their friends. I did not know. <laughs> no one look. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. Also, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look, it pays to advertise. <laughs> Sneaky dragon. Did, did he say fuzzy dragon? I don't know why I can't get that out of my head now. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, bad. But I just, because I don't plan very well for like getting out of the shower. Like, you know. What plans do you need for well, getting you know, out of you the should, shower? Well, like, you should have like something to change into after you finish having a shower. A towel. Well, I leave the towel in the bathroom. Well, like no. I reuse a towel so I don't I don't take it out of the bathroom. Okay, well, you could. And I could wrap do that, it around but yourself. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just run through the house. Uh, have, you, have you at any point in your life owned a robe? I have. And what happened to that uh, robe? Lisa has it. Lisa. Oh, it was just one robe per household. It's just, well, Lisa just, she has... You are not the same size, are you, taken, you two? No, no, this is very, very, she has a very roomy robe that she has to wear. <laughs> well, then it's her fault. No, no, you're not it's having not a robe. fault. No, yeah, you could bring that would, robe into the bathroom and then uh, everything's not, fine. I would not remember. And then you can do the dad thing, which is awful, which is where dad then sits on the couch uh, with the robe open and is like, you must know <laughs> this is going on. No, no, I don't. This, because I am not enjoying my cartoons right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> you must know. You must be feeling a breeze. Just showing you the metronome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's also man. There's a lot of issues that I'm now realizing. <laughs> this is uh, this is cheaper than therapy, and it's all working out. But at the at the at the pool, yeah, they got the things you can just change. And here's the other nice thing about that. Yeah. Well, I can then like hide my wallet and like my phone in place and in that thing. Like I'm I'm putting it in places, and I'm not like out. Uh, you know, say, you know, with all these other fellas going, I'm putting my phone in my shoe. Here we go. And then put it in the locker. I mean, these lockers aren't hard to open if you wanted to pop a, a locker oh, opening. They, they, they do lock though. Yeah, they do lock. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, you know, it, but that's not a hard thing to just like, you know, Jimmy, boom, pop, got a phone, go yeah, yeah. or wallet. Take all your information. Go. Yeah. You know, you're you're in there. No one knows where your stuff mm-hmm. is, and you hide it somewhere. And you now you put it in your locker, and you're fine. It's nice to have that little time in there just to get your shit in order and get to get it together. I'm I've surprised never, that I've that's... never used it by myself. I change with the girls when they're yeah. little. We change in the family change room, of course. But uh... well, that was my thing. Like I, I worried, like if I'm a guy in there, do I look like the creep? And it's like, no, nah, you don't. You look like a person who just is changing in there. It's all fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's fine. I mean, as long as you're not kicking out. <laughs> Actual families, I guess. No, there's no kicking out. And yeah. also the thing is I, I, I swim late at night. Mm-hmm. Well, not late, but I swim like usually around like a little bit to nine. So yeah, it's no, rare that there's like a bunch there. of kids hanging around there anyway, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's like me. And, and usually what I end up doing is I'll swim in the shallow, like the shallow end yeah. uh, where it's like uh, older ladies bouncing around. They just bounce. They go in that water and bounce for some reason. I don't know why but they bounce, bounce, bounce. I'm like, all right. Maybe they've been doing those those aqua fit classes and they're just continuing on with their bouncing. Could be, or just you know, keggles. Uh, and uh, and 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 so I do I do laps in the little shallow, not in the big lappy laps, yeah. because I found that people don't know how to swim in those. Yeah. That's like bad traffic. They just don't know how to do it. The people in the slow are too slow. Yeah. Uh, people in the medium, they don't know what they're doing. And people swim in the, uh, they swim two abreast. And it's like, no, you can't. You've got to, <laughs> we rotate. This is yeah. how, there's a system. There's a contract, people. And then afterwards, I go to the sauna and watch people uh, do endurance tests with themselves and go, why are you doing this? What do you mean endurance tests? They go like, uh, like they they go up high where it's way too hot for okay. way too long. Yeah, it's like that's not how you sauna. Okay. Uh, or like I saw a guy yesterday and he was doing these like stretches and pressing himself against the wall and doing all this kind of stuff. Then he turns around and is 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 pressing himself against this wood that's in front of you know whatever the heater is there, mm-hmm. right? And you see his back and it's like red as a be- like it's just swollen and red from the heat of like the wall. Oh. And just like what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop yeah. it! This is yeah. not. I don't know what you're doing, but don't 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 do it. Don't be doing that. Stop! Stop! Sound of it. Yeah, don't be City don't be thing. doing that. Yeah, well, there are people that do. They like to go in there and have a big big old stretch. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, hot guess. yoga. Yeah, a little bit. They're a little into that. But anyway, so this uh, long story short, swimming is pretty good. I'm I'm liking that so far. Good. I'm gonna try and work my way up to going to the fitness center above. We'll see how that goes. Because <laughs> again, that's just a confusing mess for me right now. Yes, I feel the same way when you started a gym. You feel. You don't know what's going on, but there's always a guy standing next to the thing you're using who you feel like he wants to really use it, and, so what? and I understand. So what? But but then it's tough when you don't know totally how to use yes, it. Yes, I know that. that is a then problem. you feel like the I boob agree. who's I like agree. just holding up things. I agree, and that's why I it was worth it to me when I started at the gym I went to to pay someone mm-hmm. over a certain you know just over a cup you know like I think three sessions 
to work up a, a program and show me how to use it properly. That's what I'll probably end like up that. doing, yeah. And you know, then you're just kind of familiar with it, and you have a and you have a workout plan too. It's not just you like guessing. Like I guess I do this for a while, and then I guess I do that. Like then it's an actual, you know, set series of, of exercises that are helpful rather than just aimless, you know. Now, how's lifting. the how's the gym been for you? You've been uh, going back to it lately. Yeah, I just started back. Um, it's been fine. I'm, you know, it's just. I don't remember it. I don't remember anything. It's been so long. I don't, oh, you don't remember. remember. Oh, you don't from the past. Yeah. Not you go to the gym and then immediately forget. Yeah, it just races my mind. So I don't know. What it's, no, I just I don't remember like what I used to do. Uh, and I do have a I do have a sheet like that I that I had of, of the exercises that I did. I remember you complaining about leg day. Yes, leg day is a terrible thing. And anyone who's gone to the gym for a while and has had a layoff and then gone back and then leg day will all commiserate with why me. Why is that? I don't know why. It's a weird thing. It's it's the it's the part of you that will hurt the most after you exercise it. Hmm. Like is it because you have to walk and so you immediately have to use it? Yeah, Whereas your arms I mean, can just go. I'll take a break and just hang by your side <laughs> well, for I a think, bit. I think you use your. I mean, for me, I use my arms to lift and do things to to a degree. Maybe not. And to hold the ones you love. And to hold the ones I love, and also to throw them. I do all those things with my arms. Okay. But with my legs, you just walk around. You don't squat or do do lunges carrying something. Like no one goes, well, I guess I'll carry this box over to the car. Step, knee to the ground, lift, stand up, step, knee, other knee to the ground. You know, no one does that, yeah. right? So you're doing these sort of unnatural things with your arms, with your legs. And then you're just, you're doing them a lot. And they're big muscles, but they're, I don't think we use them as much as we think we do. I mean, we, we walk. But your body accustoms, you know, it it just accommodates itself to whatever you're doing. So you can start off walking. You'll be like, oh, man, I'm really feeling this walking. But in a week or so, you won't be feeling that walking anymore. And neither will your body because your body just figures out the most efficient way to do what you're doing. Yeah. And it just stops burning as much as you did when you started because it figures, oh, okay, this is how much energy we need to do this. So let's pare it down to the minimum. I mean, which is a good feature of your body. Oh, for, for regular human things. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's the... Yeah, you want to be a, have an efficient body. Yeah, but if you're trying to lose weight or something like yeah. that, it's not so great because your body stops losing weight after a while of repeating. Yeah, your body wants to hold on to that stuff going, there might be yeah. an emergency later, yeah. and you're trying to spend calories like they're money and just like <laughs> throwing it out there like, no! Your body becomes Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, so I have a pretty simple I have a pretty simple uh, work workout program. I basically, I just do 20 minutes of cardio. Which is? Uh, cross running? trainer. Okay. I haven't started running again. I will start running, but I never run... Every day, I usually just run maybe two times. Now, have you ever done any running that's running outside, or is it all track running? I used to do. I used to do a lot of running, but now I just run on a the uh, the conveyor belt thingy, whatever mm -hmm. you call it, a running machine or whatever. Um, which I like to joke, I can run for fifteen minutes on a machine, and I can run for fifteen seconds in real life. Yeah, it's very different. It's very different because the ground uh, moves. On the one, yeah, and the ground right. does not move on the other. That's right. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It's not kicking your legs for you, you know. It makes a difference. I, when I was, uh, before I had cancer, I used to do like, I didn't used to run that much, but I used to do a lot of sprinting. And so I would go do wind sprints, which are, uh, you start with a 100-yard dash, then you do a 200-yard dash, then you do a 400-yard dash, then you do an 800-yard dash. And you just take maybe a minute break in between each one. Okay. And by the time you get to the last one, you are so gutted, like you just laid on the ground dying. That's uh, Norm MacDonald was talking about that on this week's show. Oh, is that right? On his podcast this week, he was interviewing Jim Carrey. He was talking about being a sprinter. And yeah, That's you, right. He did, I was watching that. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. and you just collapse at the end of that, and you're just on the ground. Mm -hmm. you, just, you got mm -hmm. nothing. 
Yeah, it's a hard, it's a really hard exercise. I used to do them maybe two, two or three times a week. Um, you know, but did it feel good afterwards? I don't, I guess it was just the thing to do. That's something I did from when I was in high school on for right. a while. So, so I learned them in men's fitness. Uh, was part of the class, so I thought. I thought this is like the hardest running I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I've t- I took men's fitness. It was not. Uh, it was not good. It's not a good situation. Did, did you enjoy it? <laughs> nope, not at all. No, no. Again, I think I've talked about this on the show, but I remember like going on a five k run, and I'm doing this five k run with this other guy, and I forget I forget his name, and we're running, and we're we're on the way back, and we've we've run almost five kilometers at this point. Yeah, and it's a long ass run. It sure is. Uh, I have to run with someone because they always give you the instructions of like, go to one twentieth and turn left at Barabada and do the Gibba Daba and the Bida Baba Daba. I'm like, that's too much shit to remember. Yeah. I don't know. I don't drive. I don't know these streets you're talking about. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> so I gotta like hang with someone who knows the streets. Okay. Because that's that's problem one. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'd gotten to the point where I could run five kilometers. Yeah. And so we're running. We're running back and we're talking. I can talk while running. That's amazing. And uh, we're 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 doing whatever. And uh, he says to me, "Yeah, I think uh, you know what? We're we're in the best shape we've ever been in our lives." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think we really are." It's like, "Oh, what do you think about that?" And I'm like, "I hate it." Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Fucking hate this. Wow. You know, uh, it's 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 it hurts, and I don't I don't like it. Mm. Like, yeah, we were laughing at that. The was is like, "Yeah, this is good shape, but this 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 stinks." Uh, and uh, just have the real clear memory of like being in really good shape. And just going, ugh, this is painful. And it, 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 I, by being able to run five kilometers means I can run five kilometers. Do you like running five kilometers? I do not. So it's like maybe, maybe the thing is to find out like, what do you want to do yeah. in your life? Like, what things would you like to achieve? What, how, how fit would you like to be? What will get you there? And it's probably not running five kilometers. That's too much. It's too much. And it's so much that it's put you off now. The lesser thing, mm. you know. I only won one run in. I only came in first in one run in oh, wow. fitness, and that was because it was a voluntary run. So you could run it or walk it. It was up to you. And I, so I ran it. It was all the way down to River Road. Yeah, it was a steep run. Yeah, and then back up the hill again. Yeah, I ran it the whole way, and I was first, and I was like, yes, because that will never happen <laughs> unless it's, unless it's by choice, unless people wanted to take it easy, which I didn't want to do. You know what I would compare Jim to with something like the men's fit with the five k? It's like. Uh, Say you got a cooking class. It's like how we did cook. a five k at Burns View as well in, in junior school. Oh, did high you? Okay, uh, but this is my this is my comparison. Is just like so it's food and you got food and it's like enjoying say hot dogs. Yeah, and like uh, so I enjoy I'm having a hot dog and oh, I enjoy a hot dog. That's great. <laughs> but the only time you really have hot dogs is when it's a hot dog eating competition. And that's the only time you get hot dogs. Yeah. And you got to eat as many hot dogs as the like, too many hot dogs. And you always feel sick after the hot dogs. Yeah. You're going to learn not to like hot dogs. And then there's another guy who's only had the hot dogs that they've wanted to eat. Who's going, I love hot dogs. And you're like, how can you love hot dogs? The <laughs> buns are soaking wet. You have to shove them down your throat. Uh, you're on the can for three hours later. It's, yeah. it's a nightmare. It's like, no, there's a, there's a, there's a middle of the road here that, you know, if we could just get to that, then, uh, could enjoy exercise and hot dogs in uh, some sort of moderation some sensible moderation but i think it, de- it depends on your personality and i'm i'm a weirdo that i i like the challenge or things like that even yeah. though i know i'm not suited for it at all like you know i knew i knew i would never be as fast as the other guys in men's fitness but i felt like this class would challenge me more than taking the co-ed version would you know Whoop. well that's the alarm telling us we have to be funny now all right She's telling we'll me. take a we'll take a quick break while you uh do your thing
right. And we're back, and I uh, hope you enjoy those commercials. <laughs> uh, yeah, from, uh, from uh, you know, you've heard of Blue Apron, uh, where they send you food and you, uh, you know, have food at home. Uh, our sponsor is uh, Blue Balls. We send you uh, pornography that uh, doesn't really work for you. Oof. Yep. You don't get any satisfaction out of it. Wow. Can't go anywhere with it. Who would Does want, nothing for you. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Let us know what you like. Mm-hmm. They say, we'll send you the opposite. Yeah. Here's some octopus porn for you. Mm. Enjoy. Yeah. Well, actually, to work that way, it'd have to be something that you do enjoy. And in the last minute, it just takes a left turn and it's not <laughs> terrible. Yep. It's terrible, you know. Yeah. Like the last thing you see then is your dad stepping out of the shower. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'd be it, yeah. You'd be watching like some kind of great session going on, some great sex session. Yeah. And then it cuts to your dad walking into the room and then that just stops there and you're just like, Whoa. What you doing? What you doing, son? <laughs> yeah. It simulates that uh, Sim- wonderful uh, childhood getting, childhood experience. Let's caught. just say uh, it was it was difficult being a teenager. Uh, <laughs> and so on and so forth. And yet great. Yeah. Well you actually sorry, you had a pool. So you could like do the swim pool. swim yeah. on your own. There yes, you're good. Yes. My parents, uh yeah, my my dad, in, when I was in grade eight, it was a choice. He told me, he said, we, we can we, have another son we can or have, we can have a fool. Said, <laughs> what do you want? Pool. <laughs> no, no. The choice was uh, they could buy a cabin somewhere right, or put a pool in the backyard. And you'd just seen Evil Dead and you know the cabin's always a bad idea. It was a bad idea. You know what? I mean, I loved having the pool in the backyard. Yeah. I loved having a pool. Yeah. But I got to say, like, in terms of for my parents, it would have been way better for them to buy a cabin somewhere, you know, because that investment would have just skyrocketed in value whereas a pool you know it's it actually isn't like the greatest thing to help you sell a house to have a pool in your backyard because it's a big financial undertaking to have a pool it's such a drag that that's the case but it's true like it was always like in you know the person that had the pool that was the best house oh yeah because they got a pool and yeah when uh when the when the neighbor that had the pool in our old neighborhood Mm -hmm. sold the house then uh, the the person who moved in they uh they filled up the pool yeah it's not weird it was just like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing yeah they were the house that was like here's, here's the thing first of all they had a pool which was like yeah. and they were also the first uh people to have a microwave speaking of hot dogs and they were like well what's how's this work let me show you and they took like a hot dog and put it in there yeah. and like in 30 seconds that turned, was a cooked hot dog turned into a shriveled worm who cared <laughs> it was 30 damn seconds and uh, amazing. It's pretty good. Amazing. What a world we live in. But if you were going to cook hot, cook hot dogs at home, would you use the microwave? No. No, me neither. No. How do you like to cook your hot dogs? I like to cook my hot dogs in a frying pan. Me too. I love a grilled hot dog. I'll uh, probably put some fried onions in there first. That's a good idea. A little I'll, of that. Can I make another recommendation? Sure. Uh, s- slice it. Let it split open. Okay. Put some cheese on it. All right. Okay. Throw down some uh, ice. Put a lid over whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ice. Yeah, All it'll, right. it'll create a steam. Uh, it creates steam under a lid, and then it'll melt the cheese really nicely and quickly. Interesting. Okay, mm. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Then what do you it's put good. on your hot dog? Oh, always the same thing. Okay. Mustard, uh, mayonnaise. Ah, mustard. Relish, wait, wait, mayonnaise. where the hell? Where the hell is that coming from? Mayonnaise? What part of America? I know is it's that so weird. From? It's so no, weird. that's American as hell. I know it is. That is American as it's hell. So weird. It was in grade six. Uh huh. Okay, this was my. Tr- but, was, give, give us, by the way, yeah, I want, I want the full hot dog thing. So mustard, mayonnaise, relish, relish. Onions. Onions. That's, That's it. it? That's it. Okay. All right. Continue. Uh, when I was in grade six, we were having like hot dog day at school. Right. And so kids That's are the day when all the kids have to dress up like hot dogs. <laughs> exactly if you're it. from America or another part of the world, <laughs> Canada, we all dress up as hot dogs. Yeah. It, because even, all schools dogs. are sponsored by Maple Leaf Wieners. Uh, and we've got to oh, celebrate Oh, yours are sponsored them. by Maple Leaf. Oh, what was yours sponsored by? Users. Schneider's. Schneider's? Oh. Yeah. 
We hated you guys. <laughs> it was such a rivalry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we were putting in our orders, and they they didn't just, they didn't just want like how many hot dogs do you want? It was what do you want on your hot dog? Mm. And so we were like, and so in the old days, in the past, my my go to on a hot dog was mustard, relish, and ketchup. Right, because you're a child and you know no better. Yes, and uh, and then this girl in class went, I want mayonnaise, mustard, da da da, and I was like. What the? That's the yeah, you have dumbest mistaken thing. mistaken this uh, hot dog for a burger. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I was, and then, but I, when I got home, I guess another later on or whatever, I was like, okay, I gotta try this. <laughs> it sounded crazy, mm-hmm. but I gotta try this. So I, I have to be. It's not. I never really. We never really had mayonnaise when I grew up. It was always right. Miracle Whip, which was a Miracle Whip, which was always a um, always in our it's house. It's a sharper taste. It's basically yeah. It's a. It's like a a seasoned mayonnaise. Yeah. Tastes and, a little bit more vinegary, I would say. Mm, yeah, I do like it. So spread that on mustard, relish, and ketchup. By those days, still ketchup. Uh, ate it and just thought, this is magnificent. Because the mayonnaise, <laughs> it kind of cuts the mustard a little bit. I love mustard, but right. it kind of, it kind of softens the mustard. It's hard to explain, but actually the combination mm. of the two together make for a really interesting flavor. You know what? Their I own not, flavor. I would not do the direct uh, mayonnaise on it. I think that might be a bit too much for me. But what I will, what I will try is yeah. this. I will try spreading the mayonnaise on the bun and then toasting that on in a pan uh-huh. uh, as you would a grilled cheese sandwich like with butter, that kind of thing. Okay. Like uh, that's, that's the suggestion people are making nowadays. Everyone seems to have come to this all at the same time, which is don't put butter on the outside of your grilled cheese sandwich. You put mayonnaise on the outside of the grilled cheese sandwich. Oh. You fry that up. It's uh, crispier. Unsafe. Oh, it's what, what unsa- unsafe in which yeah. in which way? I don't know. Heated eggs. It never sounds quite. Uh... You don't cook your eggs. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> oh, that's fine then. Heated eggs. Yeah, this seems weird. Like, like, yeah, you're like... at the diner. Hey, excuse me. You're not yeah. going to heat my eggs, are you? You're not going hot... to apply heat to my eggs. Yeah. Okay. All right. But at the same time, you're like. Hot mayonnaise. We're gonna cook up. Some no, mayonnaise. it's not hot mayonnaise because it like cooks it so much that it's crisp, mm. just crisps it up, and uh, it's pretty uh, pretty all right. I don't know. I don't know if I can escape the the butter. The, I don't know if I can get the escape velocity to escape the uh, weight, the gravity of butter. Okay. Well, you're a guy who's putting mayonnaise on his fucking hot dog, so yeah, you're not one good. to judge. Okay. It's damn good. <laughs> Doing it for a long time. You sound French. That's what it sounds like. Mm. You sound like it sounds like what I assumed was one of your parents yeah. was from France, and this is how they played hey, it there. I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast, but I'm intercontinental when I eat French toast. Nice. There you go. Uh, we, got into, we got into a little discussion about yeah. um, potato chips the other day, my wife and myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, finally, a weighty subject for yeah, us. Yeah, and, uh, and, and we're talking about how, uh, speaking of swimming, yep. when, I was a, when I was a young man and we would swim as a kid, yep. we would always get like salt and vinegar uh, chips mm. afterwards. And it was the perfect okay. type of chip. For uh, for after you swim, okay, perfect. Uh, and and we got into a discussion about like how she likes. Is it a heated discussion? It was not because uh, we both agreed that we preferred. Okay, here's here's the thing. Okay. What is the difference between uh, America's love of potato chip flavors and and Canada's? Like, what what's the dominant flavor in Canadian flavored potato chips? Not plain. Yeah. And what's the dominant flavor in American potato chips? Not plain. The flavor that is repeated the most, or the type of flavor that is repeated the most, because it's very different. Is that right? Yes. Uh, it's not vinegar, is it? It is. Canada, we love vinegar. We love a ketchup chip. Yeah. We'll like take a dill pickle Does chip. Does ketchup have vinegar in it? Ketchup yeah. chip have vinegar? A lot of a lot of vinegar. Oh, okay. Ketchup is mostly like tomatoes and vinegar. I guess that's with true. sugar. I guess you're right. Sorry. So uh, the, and dill right. pickle, of course, and salt and vinegar. We love a salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. These are flavors that do not fly. Don't forget all dressed. 
There you go. These are flavors that don't fly in the states. What's the base flavor in the in the American potato chips? Cream. Yeah, sour cream. Yeah, they love uh, sour cream and onion. Uh, they'll love anything that's uh, like a baked potato. Kind like of a thing. baked potato, sure. They're like anything that's like yeah. a very creamy. Uh, they'll go for that, and mm. they'll do any variation on that. That's interesting. And that's how we are different. So, like Cool Ranch would be an example of yep, that. Yeah, Cool well. Ranch has like a nice uh, sour creamy. Uh, I do like Cool Ranch. Yeah, but... and they like a they like a cheese, but we like a cheese as well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, everyone likes cheese. Yes. <laughs> but try to you know uh, you try to uh, give them a dill pickle chip, uh, freaks them out. That Don't would, understand it. Would freak it. me out. Yeah, because I think also we like we've got the British thing of uh, vinegar on French fries. Yeah, and even if you don't have vinegar on your French fries, you're familiar with it. So vinegar and potato makes sense, but they would never put vinegar on a baked mm-hmm. potato. That's a sour cream and bacon experience. Yeah, yeah, buddy, you you get back to Canada, you weirdo. <laughs> Yes, if, you, if you're going to travel in the States extensively, remember to bring vinegar with you. Oh, you've got to. you got you to. just got to. Because it's not there for you. Yeah. And I, I like a little bit of bite to things I eat. Well, again, and this is our, that. I think, our European background. Mm. You know, it's that's the British background. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. of the French background. That's a good, and, that's uh, a, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's my favorite chip is salt and vinegar chip. Like, that would be... If you had, like, a selection of chips for me to choose from, I would choose the salt and vinegar. Yeah, it gets the job done. Oh, so good. And I like it. I like to have, like, too much of it so that it's, like, making your mouth start to, like... Yeah, it hurts. It hurts your mouth. Yeah. And if for, God help you if you've got a cut in your mouth. <laughs> Who cares? God help you. Yes. Uh, so what's You're your right. favorite American-style chip? What's your favorite cream-based uh, chip? I, I think a Cool Ranch Dorito I might be. I would say a Cool Ranch, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really think... Sour was... cream and onion, also pretty good. Uh, it's okay. I, I like it. I like it. But I... We have it here in Canada, so I don't really associate it with the States. What's funny is the, the chip I associate with the States is a, a Frito chip. Like, this is the Frito. Cause it's, that's where, uh, freedom, the freedom and the, the Frito. Frito. Yeah. F- Frito fries. Yeah. Uh, no, it's because my dad would always buy them when we went to the States. I, I always assumed because they weren't available in Canada when I was a kid. And so when we went to the States, I, my dad, I guess, had developed a love for them when he lived down there. He would always buy a bag of, of Fritos and we'd eat the Fritos. In my 20s, we would go down to the States for, and we would pick up Cool Ranch Doritos, only get them there, yeah. couldn't get them here, yeah. Cinnamon Tic Tacs. Those were the two things. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's uh, something. Yeah, again. You, you could have got Big Red Gum. Big, same diff. No, Big Red Gum has always been here. Mm. That's what I meant. If you were up, up for cinnamon in a candy, no, that's you could a gum. have bought. That's a gum situation. Okay. It's a very <laughs> it's different, different situation than, than, yeah, than in a Tic Tac. A Tic Tac mm. is a different experience. Okay. okay. You might as well say, do you want a Tic Tac or do you want like a piece of gum? No. Just very, very different. Mm. You know that. You know that. <laughs> and now, for some reason, like uh, we're going all the fruit flavors with Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs is here's here's something that Tic Tacs did brilliantly in okay. the past. Yeah, uh, this is the type of podcast it is, folks. <laughs> you know what? We uh, we we uh, we already spilled our guts about our seeing our dads naked. Now you're getting the fucking food shit. Okay, that's how it goes. You don't have to make Balances this out. No need for apologies. We'll talk about chickens later. And, you know, you've got other options. If you want to listen to other shows, you can. Yeah. Anyway, this is what Tic Tacs did really well. Yeah. Uh, they did the double pack, which was they split the Tic Tacs mm, down the yeah, middle. Yeah. And they had two different flavors. Sure. Which uh, your nerds have done nowadays. and have, uh, But they've never gone back to that double pack thing. And they had the old ad about double pack, double whack. You know, uh, <laughs> and it'll open on both sides. And, uh, and oh, it was fantastic. You had so much uh, option there. It was great. Or you could just like uh, eat all the ones on one side and then I got another side left. Put that away for for a later day. Delicious. <laughs> I believe one of them was usually uh, fruit flavored as well. So good. My my Tic Tacs. Get back on that shit. Speaking of naked fathers, uh, my dad my dad fully clothed. My dad was uh, the rep for Tic Tac here in Western Canada, so he had a big part in uh, 
selling those things. How long was he uh, repping Tic Tacs? Quite a while. Um, most of his working career. What years? Like through through the late 70s, 80s. Oh, my God. He knows about the double whack mm-hmm. packs. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you talk to him, yeah, just for me, just go, what happened? Do you remember when, when we were what kids? What happened to those double whack packs? Do you remember when we were kids? If you went to the grocery store. That was the original name of this podcast, by the way. When we remember, were kids? Remember when we were kids. You didn't go to the cash register and get and get candy there. The candy was had its own aisle. It still has an aisle, but in those yeah. days, like chocolate bars and stuff like that were all in their own aisle in the in the in the Yeah. My it was my dad's idea to sell tic tacs at the cash register. So they created a rack for them to sell them you at mean the cash the tree? register. Yeah. Yeah. He was responsible for the tree? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They Why really... don't you save that damn story for now? That's the best story you've ever told. <laughs> The Tic Tac, your dad yeah. was the his idea for the Tic Tac yeah. tree. He said these would sell a lot better if they were right by the catcher register as a, you know, because people would buy them as a impulse buy. Right. And then people went, yeah, that's a good idea. So now you have that whole bunch of impulse shopping things by the... Understood. But Tic Tacs were specifically sold in a tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have one of those trees? We do have one of those trees at our house What now. the fuck is going on? Yeah. How did I never know this about your father? I don't know. I guess I never brought it up before. I love Tic Tac trees. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I would buy a Tic Tac tree if there was one in a store. Because like, that's a great place to store your Tic Tacs, and it looks great. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to think what was sold at the uh, at the counter uh, back then. If, if they sold Archie Digest there, or uh, if that came later on. Like, what, when we were kids, did they sell at the counter? Or if the counter was just business only. Yeah, I don't remember. Because uh, I remember buying, I didn't buy, I guess I bought Archie ones. and But also Richie Rich digest and i don't remember buying them at the cash register there was a place in you know in the reading area in the reading section that had like a i don't know if there was like a must have been a, a dedicated rack for them but i don't remember mm. buying them at the cash register but it's so hard to remember now when i was a kid my mom would send me to get milk and i would ride my bike to this grocery store which is about it's about a eight block ride it wasn't super far but it was about, sure. ten, about a 10 minute ride should have ran good uh, prep for later when you were in uh, men's fit <laughs> and uh I used to treat myself. I felt it was, I would take the change from the milk and I would buy a chocolate bar for myself. Right. And mom would always get mad. I'd be like, I earned it. I wrote to get me milk. Like, you, you know, you can pay 15 cents for a chocolate bar for me. And, uh, but so. Was she, was she really upset about the 15 cents? She was. Uh, mm. you know, this is 70s 15 cents, not, sure. not, not 2017 15 cents. Big difference in value. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so I. But I remember, like, so I remember where the chocolate bars were in the store because I would go over there and look through them to, to choose the one that I wanted. Yeah, amazing selection. Like, mm. it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Or what are you going to do? You could also get gum. You could get gum instead. You like, could you gum? get, like, a bazooka gum. Mm-hmm. Like, they're only 10 cents each. Yeah. Well, you get two of those for the for chocolate bar. What's yeah. going to last longer? What's your best bet? And yet, this one is chocolate. Chocolate's sure. clearly better than gum. God damn it. Even though they weren't as good, you, you could also buy popcorn twists because they were much cheaper than chips. Mm-hmm. So that made it feel like it was worth it to buy those. Yeah. And then gum upgraded to, uh, you. then you ended up with your bubble yums came mm. out. And it was like, what? This is non-stick gum? Yes. So I now eliminate that problem in my life? <laughs> High-end gum? No, it, it, not just it was non-stick gum. It actually, it was an improved bubble-making gum, too. Because you could make much bigger bubbles. Yeah, big with, bubbles. With no bubbly. sticking. Yeah. That was a huge, that was really, uh, that was our new iPhone. You know, it was like, what's the technology? The technology in gum has just gone up a step. I, I remember as a child, uh, probably grade three, my friend and I exchanging skills. Mm-hmm. So I taught him how to blow bubbles with bubble gum. Right. And he taught me how to whistle. I did not with know your to... fingers or straight? Uh, just like a normal whistle, yeah. Just, mm. uh, 
Did anyone ever tell you how to whistle with your fingers in your mouth? I tried to learn that many times, and I could not. I could not figure it out. Can you? Let do me it? give you the advice of well, I a little bit maybe. Let's see. <sighs> okay, here's what you do: you put your fingers in your mouth, yeah, and then you whistle. Whistle anyway? Yeah, you whistle anyway. <laughs> it's not a different way to do it. Now this this seems like a weird way. Lisa to Lisa could do a very a very loud whistle. Yeah, that, you get it. She does the two fingers in the inside of her mouth. Yeah, here's here's how you can teach yourself how to do. At least this is how I taught myself how to do it. So I was like, okay, how do you whistle? <laughs> All right, I figured out the whistling bit. Then it was like, put one finger in your mouth and then whistle. Okay. All right, and then and then and now put two fingers in your mouth. Okay. And now whistle. And mm-hmm. it takes a while to do it, but yeah. you'll figure out how to do it. And then you do it and you go, that's louder. And then you can do it with the two <laughs> fingers and you get like a, a louder thing. I bet you could probably figure that out uh, given a couple of days. I figured out how do to it make... at, uh, Do it at work. See what they think. I figured out how to make a train sound as a kid. Oh. With my hands. Which uh, which is? You know how you blow in your Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Go go for it. That's train's coming. Uh, no, I can't do so that. So now it's Thomas the tra- tank engine farting. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's been a while. I'm supporting you in this. We're close. Yeah, yeah. That's you that's know what you're gonna get. It's I been think a while. when I was a kid, I sat in a. Couch. That sounds like a ghost train. I sat in a. Couch. A ghost train is coming by. It's still a train. Oh man. It's weird. It's weird they can't do it anymore. When I was a kid, I... Your um, hands are different than when you were a kid. I sat on a couch. I was, actually, I learned it on vacation in the Soyuz. And I sat on the couch in the motel. Because I saw someone do it. And I was like, how do you do that? And they showed me their hand shape. And then I just sat on the couch. And I just slowly opened and closed my thumb until yeah. I could figure out how to get the sound to come I'm out. I'm not anti-cell phones. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, kids say the switch on the phones. I'm not, obviously. And also, you may be listening to this on a cell phone, in which case, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> and but I wonder... If in, say, <laughs> 10 years, how many magicians we're going to have and how many jugglers we're going to have. Because you really mm. need to take that time to just have something in your hands that you're uh, fiddling around with. You know what? And just, like, figure out how to, you know, make a train sound or shuffle <laughs> cards or make a card vanish yeah. or just juggle. It's just, like, it's just business that you've got to do with your hands that mm-hmm. you normally would do when you're bored. But you I know? think... And now you're not bored as much. You could say the same about playing guitar or playing piano and True. stuff like that. And I think in a way the internet has made it easier for people to learn playing Yeah, they guitar. can copy it. That's true. Because you can go yeah. and there's lots of, and I'm sure there's lots of online magic tutorials and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that if you're interested, that's the main part of it is you have to be, have that little streak in yourself of, of interest in, in performing, you know, and finding it fascinating the idea that you can, you know, fool people, you can yeah. sleight of hand. Isn't it amazing though that like, speaking of magic. Isn't it amazing that magic is still a thing and people can still enjoy magic knowing that you could go online and find out any secret? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think that that would just destroy magic. Like, you know, once you know the secret, yeah. you're going to hate this. No, it's still, magic's still fine. Everyone enjoys magic, goes sure. to magic shows. Sure. You know, but you could immediately go afterwards and go, how'd they do that? Yeah. Ah, okay, I got it. And it, but it doesn't bug people. It's just people still like magic. Yeah, but it, I mean, it'd be kind of the same as saying, uh, you know, it's amazing that people still pay for this when you can go online and learn how to do it. But you, know? you think like the thing about magic is how they do it. How yeah. how David Copperfield make the Statue of Liberty vanish? Once you find out, you'd go, oh, that's, that was no big deal. But it is. But, but, it's still a big deal. It's almost like better that yeah, you find out that all say, the skill involved. Yeah. It's like that's cool on its own. Because you know it's not real. I mean, no one thinks that person doing magic tricks is actually doing magic. Eh, except What's, for those people in the David Blaine videos, yeah. Well, there's a they seem to be running are, away scared. Those are stooges. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the actual like for you as a person watching, I mean, what's fascinating to you is the skill involved in tricking you 
into making you think that magic has happened in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's. Though I've seen, I've it. seen people who, th- who go like, I think that's real. I think that part's real. I think he's really doing that bit. Okay, <laughs> like that's a trick. But I think that bit's real. He okay. might really be psychic. Okay, or really be. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's people like that. Yeah, I who, think you know, so. I think yeah. he's really yeah. psychic. He's really bending that spoon. <laughs> Yuri Geller. Yeah, yeah. There are. I mean, it is weird, isn't it? Like, the, there's that guy, the amazing Kreskin. Is that his name? Yeah. Well, that is a guy. Yeah. Who he used to have a show in Canada? Who is called a, Kreskin? Who was a professed mentalist? Mentalist. I think he's still alive, but is now a psychic. So oh, he's, is he? Yeah. So rather than just be saying it's a trick, he actually says it's real. You know, and I don't know if that's... That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate because if he's using it to, you know, fool, trick people. Yeah. Rather, not just magic, you know, not just doing magic tricks, but is actually using it to sucker people. That's unfortunate. If he's just using it as a setup for his act, then uh, whatever. It's weird, the Yuri Geller thing. Like, uh, Yes, very weird. Yeah. Like where he really tried to make it that he was really doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't do that. It's just enough that you're doing it. That's cool. Yeah. And it's weird. It's weird too, looking back that like where he used to do it was on the Tonight Show because mm. Johnny Carson was a magician. Yeah. So like, why are you doing this to a magician? This is a weird thing to try and do for a magician. But it felt like Johnny was being fooled by it. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're a magician. You know, this is not a thing. Yeah. And then later on, of course, it was proved that, you know, you're full of shit. And, yeah, but a... you don't have to be full of shit. You're actually a skilled person being able to do this trick. And that's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. But when you're a big fucking liar, too, <laughs> that's no good. That was a big part of it. There's a very good book about Yuri Geller by, by the amazing Randy, by James Randy. Yeah. Uh, he really kind of rose to fame making hay on taking down Yuri Geller. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, before he did that, it was interesting. Uh, there's a good book by a writer named... William Shakespeare. Uh, Damn it, green, something green. Mo green. Bah. Anyway, he wrote a book called Billion Dollar Babies, and it's, he went on tour with Alice Cooper uh, and his and his band. Well, I should say Alice Cooper, which was the band. Why am I? Why am I? Why am I falling for that? Cooper's hype, Troopers. Cooper's Troopers. And uh, so, um, the amazing Randy was part of the act. He set up the magic tricks and stuff like mm. that, so Alice Cooper could do like the guillotine scenes of that. So Randy played that the hang, you know, played the executioner pulling the, and he's the one who set up the magic so that he didn't actually chop off Alice Cooper's head, which would be terrible. It's a one show only trick. It's better to have it repeat night to night, city to city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a Bob Green, and it's a very good book. But yeah, and it's it's interesting. So it was interesting to read that book, and then later on discover, oh, this guy is also a a poo pooer of um of uh, all things that aren't materialistic i think it was a uh, david i think it is david blaine who does a trick where he catches a bullet in his teeth a uh, lot of people do the bullet yeah, Penn and teller do it as well I, I understand well this this is why i'm bringing this up like he did the bullet in the teeth uh bit and uh and and kept kept saying how like it really hurt him to do this mm-hmm. and it was real he was like really hitting that it was real okay it's real there's nothing yeah, yeah. fake here and and Penn Jillette did a video about that, just going. And here's why that's so fucking wrong to do. Oh, he just, shouldn't have said that because their bullet catching act yeah. is equally. It's not fun because they take it so seriously and they make such a big deal about how dangerous it is. You know, it's magic. Part of the but trick. Penn and, but but Penn and Teller when they do it, they say it's a trick. They yes. don't they don't claim it's real. Whereas he's claiming it's real. And he's claiming that it's really hurting him to do this. Okay, and there fine. and there's there's an ethical thing that I'm not necessarily. You know, I I don't really have a, a dog in the fight, but yeah. Penn Jillette really does. Where he's like, you don't you don't as a magician say that something's hurting you, yeah. and you don't say that something's not a trick. Okay, you know, no, they, I can see that. I mean, I think that Blaine is guilty of taking his magic 
to like, I think their worry might be that someone might actually shoot themselves in the mouth going, you can maybe, do this. Maybe. So maybe it's like, no, they, it's a yeah. fucking illusion. Here's how you fucking do it. And maybe that's why they make a big deal about how, how serious. Because they, they use handguns in there. It's like they, yeah. they silver, you know, uh, automatic uh, pistols. And then they have like s- the sights on them, the laser sighting. And it's shining and it's pointing in their mouths and all the rest of yeah. it. And they make a big fuss about it. And it's actually like most of their tricks that they do are kind of fun because there's an element of of comedy to it yeah this one is done very straight and maybe for that reason that they don't want people to be kids to be imitating uh firing a gun at each other because actually you don't want to tell somebody you really can do this (laughs) if you're really skilled yeah yeah that's a bad idea in uh a gun a gun culture i yeah i don't really see the point of um magic like that on television because it's just not that impressive in a TV environment, because you need to see it live, where there's it's all done in front of your in front of your mm-hmm. face, and you can't. There's no cuts or anything, and there's no cameras cutting between each person and stuff, because that dissipates the tension. I think. I watch uh, sometimes. I watch Penn and Teller's fool us, and mm-hmm. they're they're good tricks that both they do and the other people do. Yeah. It's all it's all fun. But you see people's reaction in the audience, and it's like ah, woo, yeah. and it's like yeah, but that's the same reaction as on infomercials. <laughs> you know, this is just people in an audience. Are they dropping uh, Tupperware containers out of a cupboard? Sure. In the audience? Is yeah. That? Now okay. what would you, would you pay? Oh, my God. <laughs> and is this your card? <gasps> oh, my God. Like, well, you, you know. A lot of that stuff is done before the... Yeah, yeah, I know. I've done it. I've done audience warm-up. Yeah, I don't... Where it's like, okay, now let's get a real medium laugh. Yeah. Now a big laugh. Yeah, now yeah. you're now you're shocked. Oh, you can't believe what's going on. Point <laughs> at your friend. Slap their back. Point at the stage. You can't believe it. What the hell? Jesus just came back from the dead. He's throwing out candy. You can't believe it. It's the best. Yeah. And then they cut to that and use that in the show. Yeah. Yeah. You. You yelling all that stuff. That's what that's the whole show. <laughs> we sure got him. Throwing his throat no. stuff. I have, I, have, I have done that, so I cannot uh, get in a, you know. I can't uh, throw stones from my glass house on that. <laughs> I have cash checks being audience warm-up guy. I mean, that's fine. I mean, TV, anything has to have an element of artificiality to it, and that's fine. Because the reality is people just don't react that big always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes something really is impressive, and people will react. Yeah, when Oprah gives away cars to everyone in the audience. That is exciting. That is an exciting, thing, exciting thing until they realize financially they have to now pay cash for those cars now because of taxes, and they got to pay it immediately. And oh, really? And fucked. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, a lot of people got really fucked with that. Yeah, it's a very, very sweet thing to do. It's fantastic. It's great. She didn't really pay for the cars either. So. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. But they did. The people did because yeah. they all then. It's like Price is Right. You know, you win a car, you now owe us. You now owe taxes eight thousand dollars in taxes for that car. You got to pay it now. You got to pay it now to get the car. I guess. Oh, you could just say I don't don't want the car. I guess is the other option. I am not sure how it goes. I think you can, I think you can refuse. I think there's some sort of system where yeah they got they must have something in place because not everyone has you know a yeah, bunch of bunch of dough on yeah. them. Like it's it's better to win the money because if you win the money then you just take a portion of the money away and yeah. that's and that's fine. But yeah, when you win like a prize, you know that's like a physical prize. Like oh boy, I want a boat. Ugh, I've got to pay some money. Now. <laughs> Here we go. I guess you're initially excited until you get backstage, and then they then they drop the hammer on you. Unless you're in a Canadian game show, in which case, take it away. It's fine. You don't pay any taxes on uh, prizes. Oh, they should have the prices right in Canada. They should. That was the nice thing with like when they did the Canadian how to be a uh, how to be a millionaire. Uh, I want to be. Give me some money. I want to. I want a million bucks. Whatever the show is called. Uh, Let's make a deal. <laughs> no, okay. no. Though we can talk about that in a second. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? 
when they did that in Canada, oh, okay. you keep the million because okay. in Canada it's a prize. Okay. And in Canada, you're not taxed on prizes. All right. So you go to the casino, win whatever, take it home. You get a lotto ticket, win it all, take it home. Unless you put it in the bank and it earns interest and you pay money on the interest. But aside from that, yeah, prizes. Come home. Uh, but speaking of like, let's make a deal, you, you know what happened when they did that here, right? It's a bit of a disaster. Bit of a disaster. Yeah, they didn't end up having any money. They didn't have enough money. So they, they gave out Monty Bucks. Went like later you'll be able to cash in these Monty bucks. They did not. Have the money. <laughs> they did not. We're not able to cash in the Monty mm, bucks. That's too bad. People were very upset. Yeah, and it looks bad on Monty. Yep. Bad on Monty Hall. You know, he's just he's just a cog in the in the giant machine. Just like you you getting your goat when you should have should have chosen behind the curtain because you know that's where the goat is. Yeah. But anyway. And as a kid, you're like, do you actually get the goat? Because <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad. I never really thought it'd be great to have a goat as a kid. I was never impressed by that prize. I thought that was a bit of a foolish... And you know what? This leads beautifully into Chick Talk. Goat Talk? Nope, because you don't have a goat yet. Chick Talk. <laughs> Here we go. Chick Talk. So Dave, for those of you that don't know, has two chickens. He had one chicken. Now he's got two chickens. I hope he's got two chickens. One of the chickens was sick last week. We're looking in on how the chickens are. Every week we do Chick Talk. Check in with the chickens. Chicken check in. All right, so let's go with the chicken check in with Dave. Well, I, for the last little while, I've been talking about Noisy, and Noisy has been in a long sulk, as everyone knows. Now, what are the two chickens called? Uh, Noisy is our original chicken. She is a, a rather large, beach ball large, uh, broiler hen, who uh, somehow escaped the axe. Mm-hmm. And our other chicken, Queenie, is a cute little, uh, Polish chicken. Polish chickens have a, like a little fluffy, uh, uh, growth of feathers on the top of their. You would think she would be larger because she's queen sized. You would think that would be she, the queenie is the queen sized. No, she's not. Okay. Her her full name is Lion Queen. I don't really know why. Lion Queen. Yeah. One word, two words. One word, I believe. Lion. L I O N. That's correct. Understood. Not not a liar, but a, a lion queen. I think because of her coloring, she's okay. kind of got a bit of orange to her, and then she has sort of a mane with her fuzzy kind of. Uh, Afro feathers? I don't know how to describe it. By the way, uh, later on, if you want to uh, commit some fraud and uh, take Dave's identity and use his credit cards, that could be one of the passwords. Noisy, Mm. Queenie, Lion Queen. Could be. be. All right. Those would be three good options. So so here, the good news is uh, Noisy is over her sulk. Oh, good. She's been coming out of her little coop, chicken coop. She's been uh, wandering around the yard. The downside is pooping all over the yard. Mm. And because she's big, her poops are big. Really, really big. But it's nice that she's out walking around, bucking here, bucking there, <laughs> bucking everywhere. Uh, Queenie is doing, she's doing really well. Like her, her neck is getting stronger and stronger. Right. Cause she's got a neck problem. She has a neck problem. She has a wry neck and she still has wry neck. She still has trouble supporting her own, her own head for, for long periods of time. But she's gotten a lot better. Um, the only problem is she still likes to back up when she, when her head goes down. She backs up, which is, you know, it's better than it was, though. Like, when she first came, if her head went down, she went down. Like, mm. when her head fell to the ground, she just, like, plonked to the ground. Now, when it goes down, she just sort of backs up, which is is sort of a negative. But at the same time, at least she's not falling over. She's strong enough physically that she can, you know, kind of work her way, get her head back around. But what's good is she's still uh, basically feeding herself. You know, we no longer have to hand feed her. We can just... Uh, put the plate there for her, and she'll. she'll oh, that's great! Peck away at it. By know. the way, if you want to see Dave hand feeding uh, her, uh, that's on our Facebook page. Yes, I did post the video of me uh, hand feeding her, which is no longer necessary. 
but it's kind of cute to watch that video. No, no longer necessary for me to hand feed her, but uh, I mean, we still have to feed her. Yeah. We feed her bread with uh, vitamins on it and a little bit of fruit morning and evening. Uh, Lisa does it mostly because uh, she has more time in the morning than I do. Well, I guess I could have more time if I got up, but come on, guys. Sleep versus feeding a chicken. Sleep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so everything is uh, it's looking really good. I think um, we have to start looking now about into getting a, a lamp for the, like a heating lamp for the the For, the, for the cold yeah, uh, cold yeah. beer. And I'm still, um, Mary and and her friend who brought the chickens over, they, they also brought some some fence posts to make a, a enclosure for the chickens. Okay. And that still hasn't happened yet. I just have not had. Now, technically, is this still Mary's chicken? Well, yeah. Okay. You can't just give away a chicken. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's your place. You're no, now setting up fences. It's a very complicated legal procedure to like okay. transfer a chicken from one person to another. You have to get it notarized. You have to have legal papers. It's just really, it's just, it's more, it's really more, it's more, it's, le- it's more expensive to do that than just buy a new chicken. So if I really want a chicken, I can just go buy another chicken. And how I don't. M- how much is a live chicken? I don't know how much they cost because chickens. It can't uh, cost more than a cooked chicken, can it? I don't think you. I don't think many people buy like like full grown chickens. I think you would go to somewhere and you'd buy like uh, a. I think the word is a passel, a passel of chicks, and you. How would, much are in a passel? I believe that's twenty chicks. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of that's yeah. a lot of chicks. A peck is five. Is that right? Yeah. So if you get a peck of chickens oh. or a peck of chicks. Oh, okay. I was going like, now I understand the bushel and a peck song. <laughs> it's just joking. Ah, damn. <laughs> well, a bushel's 15. Ah, you got me again. <laughs> I didn't know a bushel was 15. Yeah. What? Is, how much is a peck? Is a peck really five? I don't know. I don't really know. Okay. Sorry. I'm just having some fun. Oh, I'm just curious. You're just, but you're, you're buying it so much. Okay, I this to I got to look up. Then. Oh, okay, right. If you all have right. to, if you have to. Keep talking about your damn chickens. <laughs> So, I think if we wanted more chickens, we would just go to a, to a, a farm and buy chicks, and then hand raise them until they're ready to go outside, and then introduce them into the great outdoors. But I have no urge to have that many chickens in our yard. Uh, I have to say, the other morning it was about eight in the morning, a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and I assume that eight in the morning that it's not just me, but other neighbors are also like still laying laying a bed, us lay a beds. You know, I was up late on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Wanted to have a little sleep in on Saturday. Sure. You ain't been work all week. It's nice to sleep in. And so at eight in the morning, the loudest uh, bucking from uh, Noisy. Just. I'm going to interrupt your bucking story oh, sure, for a sure. second yeah. and tell you that in Great Britain, the peck may be used for either liquid or dry measure and is equal to eight imperial quarts, two oh. imperial gallons, or one-fourth imperial bushel. Mm. So now you know. Back to your clucking story. <laughs> Cluck, yes. <laughs> Um, no, that's all I have to say about it. That's oh, where we are. Oh, what a clucky man he was. <laughs> oh, and that is my uh, telephone company telling me I owe them money. Let's turn that off. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I got to pay my phone bill. Oh. Uh, I can tell. That's uh, that's them calling up and going like, hey, uh, you ever pay was, your bill? I was getting some of your, I was getting that kind of reminder that I I went to the automatic payment. So now I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It just gets withdrawn from my, my. Yeah. I signed up for, I signed up for uh paperless, uh, paperless bills yeah. and now they send them on meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's recyclable. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give them that. Yeah. Very, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thanks. That's a good joke. I'm a bit of a jokester. <laughs> just a bit. Well, I'm glad that you took the hint from our alarm earlier to, to, to be funny. Yeah. That's good. Of, hey, that's speaking good of, of uh, things that used to be funny, uh, uh, my wife uh, P and I 
uh, wrote a cartoon, and it's going to be in the New Yorker. Why do you say it used to be funny? Because, uh, you know, the New Yorker and cartoons. They're not very funny? Oh, no, they're great. They're fantastic. Couldn't oh, okay. be better. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, Here's Roz, a, here, Roz Chast here, is very good. Roz Chast is. Did you see her on uh, Simpsons this week? Roz Chast was on the Simpsons. Very funny. Oh, it was a good. It was a very good Simpsons this ah. week. Yeah, Roz Chast was uh, was okay, on there, I'll and she uh, got some good laughs. Um, no, here's what's going on. I'm I'm trying not to undercut this because it is kind of cool. Like I'm, uh, I just got a, a story approved for uh, Mad Magazine that I can't talk about, but I've got something coming mm-hmm. up in Mad. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, Pia and I, with the art by Pia, uh, worked on a cartoon that just got accepted, uh, by the New Yorker. Okay. So we're in a New Yorker and Mad Magazine. And my kind of running joke on that is if this was the 1960s, we'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool it's now. It's still though. amazing. It's still cool. Yeah. I don't want to undercut it too much because they think both of, are very, very neat. Think of the, think of the company you're But if thinking. I was in Mad Men, I'd be able to go in the office and go, Hey boys, <laughs> I just sold a cartoon to the New Yorker. And Mad Magazine. And they'd be all, oh boy, oh boy. Saturday Evening Post next. <laughs> yes, Saturday Evening Post. Yeah, that was, what a time. Life. Maybe something in Playboy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's nice. I am very excited about both things. So I don't want to be that kind of guy who's like sure. dismissing it. But uh, I also want to be the guy who makes a joke about it. Think, because... of, the, think of the company you're keeping. Peter Arno. You, Peter, right now. Peter Arno. Yep. James Thurber. Sure. Who else? Charles Adams. Yep. Whitney Darrow. Junior? Yep. Yep. Sal uh, Sal Gross. No, wait. What am I thinking? Sal Stein. Sal Steinberg. No. Sal. There's someone Gross. G R O S S. Sam Gross or Sam. I think he's more of a New. York, he's a New Yorker. Guy. Yeah, but more recent. Oh, there's someone. What's his damn name? Yeah, it's like I. I had I'm a thinking book of on, the. I'm thinking of the old. old I, ones. Yeah, I'm having like I got a book on cartooning from him, and his whole thing was like as seen in the. You thinking Yorker. of Sid Hoff? Oh, I might be thinking of Sid Hoff. Yeah, I love Sid Hoff. Yeah, he did do a book of cartooning. That like would how, be to, what how to draw. Com- yeah, how to you're draw right. Cart- you, I love that book. Yeah. yeah, I still don't have it. I have like all his kids' books at home. You know, all of them. Julius about the ape and Sammy the seal. Mm-hmm. And there's one about a lion as well. And I, we have a bunch. Did of you uh, get the Preston Blair animation books when you were a kid? Oh as well? yeah. Did you draw all the stuff in there? Because I tried. Draw all the stuff. Yeah, tried. I tried to figure. It. Try to figure out all the lip lip sync thing for all the different. Uh, it's not that. Words. What I like about his is his amount of the weight he can give a drawing. Yeah. And I love when he like draws with like bounce in the steps and stuff like that. Like he's really good about showing. Yeah, like, great walking. Yeah, great yeah. walk cycles. Yeah, I, I do like off. to look at that. I, he's very good. Yeah, if you guys get a chance, you're like a cartoonist. Uh, check out a Preston Blair book. I know it's like animation, but it's good for you. It's still good. Give yeah, it, a, give it, yeah. a, give it a good look. I'm sure the, you could find them online if you're so in, so inclined. Those are a, from a series of art books. I have a bunch of them. I can't remember who put them out now. Darn it all. But there's like different ones of like oil painting and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I found them over the years at Valley Village and such places. I went, I'm going to buy these, even though I probably will never be an oil painter. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what's been helping in writing like New Yorker type jokes? Uh, I, I, which I, is um, Twitter it was like having doing jokes on Twitter for like a couple of years. Okay, really helps you to make things tight and yeah. just go. You got to tighten it up, tighten it up, less, 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 less. What's the joke? Get to it. Start in the middle, and it really helps. Then later on, when you're trying to do those yeah. kind of cartoons, like, oh yeah. By the way, that is one of the tips. Start in the middle of the joke. It's funny, like a lot of the classic classic cartoonists that we like so much, um, you know, their material was written for them and they just illustrated it. They didn't come up with the, with the concepts mm. themselves. They just, like Helen Hokanson, uh, she did a lot of cartoons for The New Yorker and all her material was supplied by writers and she just illustrated it. I mean, did it masterfully, but that's what her job was. Um, 
yeah, a lot of a lot of them. I, I have one in my mind, and I just I can picture his drawing style, but I cannot think of his name right now. But uh, yeah, I love my favorite, my all-time favorite New Yorker cartoon, Bar None. Bar None is one by R. Taylor. Okay. R. Period Taylor. And in the cartoon, it's a bunch of penguins standing okay. around on an ice floe. Okay. And one penguin is wearing like a sporting jacket, like a sporting <laughs> suit with a little with like yeah. a little little ascot and the rest of it. And, and he says. I just got tired of being so damned formal all the time. <laughs> I just love that joke. It's a, it's a great one. Uh, oh, man. The one that comes to mind is the old, uh, oldest one. It's the, uh, I say it's broccoli and I say the hell with it. Ah, yes. An E.B. White joke. Mm-hmm. E.B. White wrote the joke and someone else. Uh, and then did. later on did the, did the joke uh, for an ad for spinach. Mm. And uh, I say it's spinach and I say I love it. And people went, boo! <laughs> you sell out. You sell out. Boo, boo. <laughs> The worst. Yes, those early days of, uh, I remember as a, as a young man getting a book of the 25 years of the New Yorker, it was called. So it started from the very yeah. early days of it. And it had, you know, it had Gardner Ree and, uh, what's the other guy's name? What's the other artist's name who drew it? And this, oh, he used to illustrate, um, the, he used to illustrate articles by, um, oh, I can't think of his name now. Lewis Williams. Okay. I love his drawing style. This is clean line, clean line all the way. Yeah. So beautiful. And it's really ornate, great drawings. And he did these things like, there are these sort of like set up uh, things like, like uh, I think it was called Tomato Surprise. And it's like a waiter joyfully pulling the, the silver silver off this plate. And it's just a tomato on the plate. <laughs> and the, the, uh, the you know, the uh, diner happily his hands, you know, like happily raised like, ooh. And then all around are all the staff of the restaurant all peeping around plants and <laughs> columns and stuff to look on, look on this. It's really well done. It's just this full page, elaborate yeah. drawing of a guy getting a tomato. Yep. Oh, this is great. That's the kind of, that's my, that's my sense of humor. I'm just like, oh, New Yorker, you are made for me. I've never subscribed to the New Yorker. I don't think I could take it. I don't think I could take how, it. How do you mean you can take it? It comes every week. You get a full, oh, you don't feel like you, you get a full magazine. No, I can barely keep up with the monthly magazines that I, that well, I How often do you go to the bathroom? Well, regularly. There you go. Take are, it in there. Are my doctor read. Give it a read. I guess, but yeah, you're fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> you got enough time. Seems like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> to, to to be fair, to be fair, as a as a regular New Yorker reader, mm-hmm. I always skip the fiction. Oh yeah, yeah. And probably I miss the poems. Yes, yes. Uh, that's, that's fiction, isn't it? But yeah, that's you're I don't right. No, could There's be a, a poem about something. The real. Department of Fiction. My favorite part of the New Yorker is the shouts and murmurs, like at the beginning, the the, and it's all like New York related, so it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with me at all. But for some reason, I really enjoy that. Uh, when ha- one has a good writer like Adam Gopnik or something like that writing it, it's just oh, so, so nice. But um, I forget I like it, and then I read it and go like, yeah. "Oh, there's a thing with this. Oh, I like this writer. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that interview with that. Oh, yeah. good like <laughs> That's a pretty good cartoon. All right, now we're good. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. get through it. You know, go from through the. I like to look at the listings of what's coming and read the little capsule reviews of things and. Just makes me think, oh, I wish I, when I was a kid, I always thought, oh, I'd love to live in New York just because so, so accessible. Like so many things are accessible to mm-hmm. me. And then, but you know, New York is probably suffers from the same thing you would suffer from if you were now trying to live in Vancouver, which is so expensive to live here or there that it's hard to enjoy. I the, can't remember a time when it. people weren't complaining about how expensive it was. Like even in the 80s, people would just be like, yeah, I got this one, not even a one bedroom. But are you like, talking about you know, New York? Or, or? New York, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just go in there, you can't turn around and this cost mm-hmm. me, uh, it's like, it's, it was always like, 
It's yeah. stupidly expensive. You're there to get work. Mm-hmm. The you don't live there to live. Yeah. You there's a reason you want to leave yeah. your place yeah. and not hang out in your place. You're going to go and see some shit and do some shit. But there was a time. Bad. I mean, you look at the early '60s, like with you know, like people the sort of hippie scenes or the folk scenes and stuff like yeah. that that were happening. Those people were living. You know, obviously they weren't living in Manhattan. They were living in Greenwich or. Living so I remember, like by the by the '80s. That was the common uh, bit. Was it's so expensive here? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so it's been it's been a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I never mm-hmm. was under the illusion that I'd move to New York and go like, yeah, let's you know. <laughs> easy street. Yeah, we're like, ugh, gotta really work hard. To but we do here. have a, a relative that uh, has like a really great place that we're always like, oh, yeah, that'd be something that. You're gonna yeah. murder your relative and. Uh... Oh no! It's uh, it's it's got a silent there, didn't he? No, no. It's uh, it's a uh, oh, if okay. things and it's rent controlled is oh, the thing, okay. right? Or, oh, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then or what have you. I don't think it passes to the next person. Is it rent it? controlled? No, sorry, they own it. They just fucking own it. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's enormous and it's amazing. Wow. And yeah. uh, it's one of those where you're like, well, if things went well, maybe make an offer or something and see what happens mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you know, there's always the offer to just crash there for a while if you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's oh, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I do like New York a lot. It's there's an energy there that's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> stuff's happening. I've never been. Yeah. Never Though there's there is a little feeling I've got when I'm there of like when you're around people and just going. You're trying to replicate what you think New York is and what you should be. You're Are they not... wearing a sailor suit? Yeah. <laughs> New York, New York. And going like, okay, you're not doing necessarily your own thing. Yeah. You're here trying to be what you think New York is. You know, and and, there, and there's that. Whereas something I like in a small place like Vancouver is you've got weirdos doing their own thing just because they want to do their own thing. And this mm-hmm. is the kind of thing they want to do. Yeah. They're almost doing it with no goal in mind. But in New York, you definitely have a goal in yeah. mind. No one's just fucking around in New York going, this might be fun. It's like, no, no, no. You're doing it for a reason. So it's serious. So it's good to like take your shit to New York yeah. when you're ready and then do the thing. And then just, does this work? It's like, okay. Can I make it here? Yeah. Well, I guess it could make it anywhere. Well, <laughs> not anywhere that's not English speaking. Yeah. You can't take this, you know, get to somewhere that doesn't speak well, English. Depends what you're doing. Well, if you're a mime. Oh, I guess the that translates your everywhere. Oyster. Yeah. Everyone oh, my loves God. Mimes. That's a good idea. All you're over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone loves mimes. It's yeah. a that well would be one fact. Oh, that'd be a fantastic. Uh, oh, okay. That's the New Yorker cartoon. So the New Yorker cartoon <laughs> okay. is uh, there's a mime and he's doing the box sure, thing. Sure. And there's someone standing there with their arms folded. And just going like, well, I don't understand French. How can I enjoy this? <laughs> there you go. There you go. A little signature in the corner. Maybe there's one pigeon off to the side, <laughs> you know, just pecking at something. Just enough. Just, just enough. Maybe there's one building in the background that you go like, don't ah, wanna, you can just see the skyscraper. It, no, you got to. Everything is, has to be there for a reason. There's, you can't can't put anything in there that shouldn't be there. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I think I think that's the point of doing one of those cartoons, which is why I like it above. Not above, but I like it as a break from doing a comic. Mm. A comic you you jam pack with okay. stuff, yeah. And even doing like something for Mad, you're really trying to get as many jokes in. Yeah. But with uh, something like the a New Yorker cartoon or a single panel cartoon, you're just like, what's the joke? How does everything go to the the tightest? Can you trim that word? Then fucking trim that word, unless it helps you pace wise for the beat of leading up to the joke. Yeah, it's all going to be minimalist. Just yeah. everything's minimalist. And do it, but anything that you do draw or make or say has to be really, really good. It's, it's such a trick. It's, it, but it's, it's interesting and it's fun. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's it, no blah, 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 blah in it. <laughs> no filler. No, but it's definitely, I feel like the, new, the cartoons in the New Yorker have definitely 
do seem to have the, a pattern now. Whereas I think in the past they were more varied in, in their, you know, there's more personality to them. Mm. And that's sort of... I do see style differences. Like, there are style differences, yeah. sure. Sure, I can't think of too many cartoonists now, though. Brasati is the only one I can think of as uh, someone who's who's doing their, mining their own path. That was my phone telling me that parking is uh, coming to a, okay. a place. Well, let's see Let's see how we're doing on the and the wonderful world of time. We are now at... Up, oh, we're at 120. So what the heck? Let's, let's start heading, well, landing this plane. Before we, before we do but that, you've got it. Oh, it's a it's a classic, Dave. One more thing. <laughs> Buckle up. Here we go. Mark that on your bingo card. Um, the we had a letter, or okay. we had a comment. I should say we had a comment. All right, we've had it. We've had a couple of letters. We've had some very nice letters. But yep. uh, by the way, thank you for the letters uh, that you've been sending us and uh, emails and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all are really appreciated, and they really do lift the spirit. So thank you so much for those. What specific one are you talking? Well, about? this is from uh, Louise. She wrote a comment on the. Um, she has been a guest on the show. Our, com- our comment board, sneakydragon.com. Yes, Gemini award-winning writer Gemini. Louise Moon. Gemini. Yeah. So two awards. Uh, there was two awards because she had a writing partner. So yes. But please continue with what you were saying. Okay. Now, she was talking about Pride and Prejudice. We were talking about Pride and Prejudice That's last right. week. That's right. She was responding to our, our conversation last week. We were talking about favorite Darcy and such like With that. our friend Jay was here. And, and she, he, uh, he was also uh, getting to that. Right? We've talked about this before, Louise and I. And she she is flabbergasted by my choice of Laurence Olivier as best Darcy. I know that for a fact. Okay. And she thinks that Colin Firth. Is is the is the, the her, her favorite of the existing Darcy's thus far? It is not an uncommon opinion, and that's fine. You know, I think, like I said last week, I think Darcy is probably. For, I say it's Firth among equals. Sure, it's a problem. Uh, I think it's a role that pretty much anyone could play. Oof! I don't think it's like Oof. a super hard role. I say, I well, say, sir. You know what? You know what I mean, right? Gauntlet, like, gauntlet uh, dropped. Well, because. Wickham is a difficult role because you have mm-hmm. a, it's a, you know, you have to abbreviate scenes for a movie or for, you know, and so you have to, you have to get the essence of Wickham across very quickly. So you have to make this uh, a charming rogue. So someone you recognize as being roguish, yeah. but also being charming, someone that you like, who's handsome, that you understand why he is attractive to the women around him. So there's more things to play. Yeah. And All so right. you've got to, so you've really got to sell that character. And so far, as I said last week, very few actors can do that. It's a it's a really hard role, and it's a it's an undervalued role by say the casting or the directors and stuff like that. They ignore it. They hire any old schlub who walks in the door. Ignore it to their peril. Yes, and the, it's it's a problem. And, and, and every adaptation, seriously, every adaptation of Pride and Prejudice has that problem. The Wickham is always terrible. Okay, how about when you saw your uh, that live version recently? Same thing, bad Wickham. Can't remember. Can't remember again. But yeah, because you know everyone thinking about Darcy, so they want to have Darcy as as a big deal. Okay. But Darcy. Well, there's people that fall in love with Darcy. Darcy and they Elen- want to see Darcy. Darcy's their dream. Darcy and Eleanor are the dark horses in the story. Right. You know, they're the kind of they come out from behind. Jane is better looking. Bingley's better looking. Bingley's more approachable. You know, Darcy is this shy, closed-in person who has an incredible, uh, over. Over exaggerated idea of his own importance. Okay. You know, Clarification on this: I have never read the book, and I have never seen an adaptation of this. Okay. Quit telling me about my parking. Anyway, so um, now, did you say last week that the best version of that character was uh, in the in the Bennett Diaries? Lizzie Bennett Diaries in the Web Swip series. I know that's weird to choose a, a modernized version of it, but mm-hmm. that that actor, you know, who's a, a young, good-looking guy who's mm-hmm. very personable. Who makes you understand why the char- why the characters fall fall in love with him, and why they do bad things 
with him. Okay. Because not only is he a charming rogue, you have to understand why uh, Lizzie's sister would run off with this guy and put the family, the family's honor to, to shame, like destroy the family. You know, why would she do that for this, this, you know, unattractive old man in like the, like in the Colin Firth version? Like wh- what woman, why? Doesn't add what? up. Doesn't add up. Doesn't right. add up. Okay. So what does Louise said? So. And uh, please do it in her voice. <laughs> No. Hello, I'm Louise Byrne. <laughs> That's too close. I think Louise would want to know that. Uh, okay. Yeah. She says, she agrees. She says, yes, the sw- that swimming scene was wrong, but I guess they were trying to man him up by showing him shaking off the trappings of society and taking a pleasure of being on his home turf, which is fine. I don't think that he needs to throw off the trappings of society because that's the essence of Darcy is that his his consciousness of his social standing is what makes him who he is. Okay. And so the idea of him like throwing off his trappings to go swim around in a dirty pond doesn't make any sense at all. Like if you want him to do that, you could have him take pleasure in his property in some way, whether it's perhaps on a horse racing across a field or something like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, something like that, right? Where we kind of get a sense of maybe, maybe he's riding in and then he sees, oh, here's what, you know, there's some fun jumps in the field and he goes and does them, you know, just for the heck of it and then rides around and parks his horse. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hands off his horse to a groom, boop, boop. you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, you cool Puts a couple of coins in the horse for parking. You cool him off for me. You know, that would be more to the character, I think, or more to the time than some guy like stripping down and jumping into a filthy pond. Like, All right. no one's going to do that. Uh, she thinks that maybe they cribbed the idea from a room with, with, with a view. With that, that delicious scene of it's the... A long time since I've seen that. Okay, well, there's that great scene of the, the vicar uh, and then the three young men. Uh, they go skinny dipping and have a bit of a bit of a fight and they're running around playing. And then uh, I, I think the group of women stumble upon them and there's great embarrassment all around. But it's a great <laughs> scene. It's a great scene. Um, I don't want to see A Room with a View again. Yeah, it's a good movie. You should see it. She says, I don't have a favorite Elizabeth. She says, Jennifer Ely is too restrained and Kira Knightley too unrestrained. And I agree with you. That's why I choose... The actress, whose name I don't know, from the uh, 1981 BBC version, who is a little darker than I think than I think of when I think of her character. I don't think of her as being quite as like darker brunette as. as oh, okay. And then, of course, in its film, like to be fair to that production that we talked about, it you know it's made on two dollars. Mm-hmm. How much that production cost the BBC to make, and you know, so the lighting is terrible. Everything is, you know, everything is just too dark and it just doesn't, you know, so it is what it is. Right. But nonetheless, and by the way, it was adapted by uh, Faye Weldon, the, the British novelist, adapted that version. And so she's very smart about putting good Jane Austen witticisms that are, you know, just the are narrated in this, or, you know, put in by the, by the omniscient narrator uh, into the mouths of characters. So she takes a few good lines and throws them into the mouths of various characters. And that's, that's really good. There's some problems with it. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's still, <laughs> it's still, it's still very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, by the go. way, if anyone wants to do a uh, Jane Austen podcast with Dave, <laughs> let us know. I'm talking, talking to you. Louis. I know I did that insulting voice of yours, Louise. I'm sorry. I really do apologize. You can see she's got a lovely speaking voice. Mm-hmm. She's got a lovely speaking she does. voice. Very, very lovely. She, uh, We've she, heard your imitation of it. We know how lovely it is. I, I feel terrible about that. Do you? No. She's a trained, <laughs> trained actress. Yes. Uh, wonderful, beautiful voice. I don't think I could do a show with her. Is that what you're suggesting? I think you should. My stupid, dumb voice with her beautiful modulated tones? Yep. Well, the contrast is nice, I suppose. I think so. I would uh, be happy to produce that show. <laughs> we'll talk right? about that later. All right. All right. Uh, so, Did you hear uh, that, Louise? You're getting roped into something. Yeah. 
That's how. That's the only way that we'll ever. That's the only way anyone I know gets into stuff is they get roped in. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that's right. That's true. I she got roped into doing a, a, a Star Trek uh, improv show uh, a million years ago, and that became Star Trek. Mm. And I was in that, and it, uh, it, it went very well for me. So I'm happy <laughs> to just get roped into I think she got roped into doing uh, Street Sense, that show. And oh, then I ended up writing on that show, too. Oh, you got roped when she gets well. roped into stuff, I benefit. <laughs> so I'm all for this. This could be our breakout thing. How many books did uh, Jane Austen write? Seven, maybe? Seven episodes. Who can, who can standing on your head? Maybe I'm standing on your damn head. Let me just think here. Okay, he is counting on his hands, and now he's taking off his pants. I really wish he'd just count on his toes. And then, <laughs> that's right. I, I can only count one book. That's all I got. I there you know. go. I couldn't, uh... All right. Well, anyway, I think we've just created a new show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good on, good on. Love it. Uh, if uh, by the way, if you uh, think like sometimes you guys write us in and go like hey, you guys should do a show about this or have a pod- spinoff podcast about that, we do enjoy hearing that. If you yes. want to let us know those that kind of things, here's how you do it: go to sneakydragon.com. That is our website. Uh, we uh, put up our episodes there. If you just want to listen directly off the web, say you got a parent and they go like, "How does that uh, podcast work?" Yeah. Well, you can download them. Oh, you've lost them. What? Just send them right to that Dude, page. Down, have them hit one button. Download. They can listen to it there. Yeah. SneakyDragon.com. Also, sure. our message boards are there, and we'll uh, talk to you on there. If uh, if they're on Facebook, the parents are as well. Why? Because they got grandkids, and they want to see pictures of the grandkids, so they're on the Facebook. Yeah. So go to the Facebook. Yes, they've got Russian bots. Yes, they're ruining the world. But we got a we got a thing there. So fa- uh, so Sneaky Dragon, like us on there. Go to Twitter. Yes, Twitter's terrible now. Yes, they're kicking nice people off and letting jerks be on. But uh, we're there too. At sneaky this. underscore dragon, is that we're why, on there. Is that why I don't have an account anymore? Yeah, at oh. sneaky underscore dragon. That's us. So we're on there. Uh, Tumblr. Oh, the stuff you see on Tumblr. Oh, that's great. My gosh, the filth. The filth. Have there's any filth. Filth. Oh. Shameful. Anyway, uh, you, go there, and, wh- and while you're done filth. with the filth, yeah. go to sneakydragon.tumblr and uh, check us out there. More filth. Look, I know what you're saying. You want to email. Mm. Can we just can we just cut the bullshit <laughs> and just fucking email you? Yes, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. And there's no need for that sort of language. Right, it seems We're trying to wrap top. up the show. <laughs> Here's our email address: sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's it. Sneakyd so letter easy. d yep. at sneakydragon.com. Who wow. can you remember it? Yeah, so easy to remember. I think so. Couldn't be, couldn't be simpler. Or hell, you're like, I want to use Skype. I don't know. I want to talk to you guys. Fine, calm down. Go to Skype. Yeah, uh, Sneaky Dragon. That's our name, and you'll see our little logo. You leave us a little message there. Sneaky Dragon's our name. Sneaky Dragoning is our game. Absolutely. Don't make Dave freestyle rap. He will do it. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap up, uh, my friend? Two things. Oh, it's a classic Dave twofer. (laughs) We are never leaving. The car is being towed. Three things. (laughs) Three things. things. The Holy Trilogy. Three things. First, this is the first thing. I just want to thank Jay Aguera for coming on the show last week. Thank you, Jay Aguera. So sorry, I had an extra R to your name when I when I posted it. It has now been removed. Right, I edited that. You got your got that R out of there. We've got we've got two listeners out out of the way. We we have by the way we had a lovely uh, dinner with him at yeah, the White had, Spot. Yep, lovely dinner. Good stuff. You guys he ordered a, I think a chicken burger or some yep, such. Chicken burger. That's yeah, right. he had a milkshake. He was nervous about it. He was like, "Can I get a milkshake?" I'm like, "Yeah, Dave's yeah. paying for it." <laughs> what does he even care? You know why? Uh, Dave's uh, Dave's uh, it's on Dave's dime. You it's guys fine. you guys enjoyed a uh, a little uh, fancy coffee after as well. Yeah, uh, liquored up. A little 
Yeah. Hot hot drink through a straw. Very sure. interesting. Yeah, that's how they get the booze right in you nice and fast. <laughs> also, the caffeine keeps you awake so you don't pass out. That's good nice. stuff. Good, good for you. Yeah, we had a nice conversation it there as well. Nice. It was very nice. And so, Crystal King, still waiting to hear from her. Uh, she, she has contacted remember? us. She has. She has. Uh, this is, I just want to apologize to Crystal because, um, uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, called her out. Oh, for so long. Called her out. The words you used. I know. I think it was about a 15 minute long rant. Oh, uh, such harsh tones. And then got home, message from her. Yeah, that night. So yeah. I felt I felt like a bit of a jerk. And this is not she has not heard. This was before it aired. Yeah. So like you went. Oh. And I'll tell I you a thing town. or three. Went to town. Baba de boop bop boo. <laughs> Go to home. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh no! And knowing <laughs> so, that you know, a couple of days later. So yeah. So, terrible. So yeah, when you when you have a Crystal has a small child, so it's and they're looking for some babysitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But I'm thinking, bringing the baby. Sure. Why not? Yeah. We'll baby-proof this room. That'll only take a week. (laughs) Okay, maybe that's an issue. This is, it's all jagged glass in here. (laughs) You're right. It's it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much like the opposite of of a safe baby environment in here. It's pretty much like, yeah, it's, yeah, it is, yeah. No, you're right. right. It's like four walls of of an I got my rusty nail collection over here, Mm -hmm. uh, various poisons. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Your collection of, of dangerous knives. Over My there. lucky fork that's sticking out of the light socket. <laughs> yes, it is. Maybe I'm wrong there. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. No rush. Third thing. By the way, and uh, White Spot is a oh. great place to take a baby. It actually is a good place yeah, to take a, a baby. Place. One of my favorite things once was I took my nephew there when he was a baby, and uh, I got a compliment from a table, uh, like a couple of tables over. Yeah. Afterwards, they came by. They just went, uh, you know, you're so good with that baby. They oh, said that to me. That's nice. Which was wonderful. Now, here's the thing that wasn't as good. Yeah. Said to me, uh, so is, is he your son? Okay, now here's the thing. His dad was there. His dad looks just like him. Mm-hmm. I do not look like him, mm. but somehow I, I came better, across as that. You're a better parent. Yeah, that's basically how it came across. Big burn on pops. <laughs> what? Didn't that part didn't go over well? Sounds, it's like, sounds... oh, what a lovely compliment. What a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. What a how? Oh, you, oh, God, you made my life so hard. Okay, thanks. Well, you earned it. Okay, third thing. Third thing, totally unrelated to anything else. I just want to say, I just I discovered today my favorite phrase, which is rolling blackout. I don't know. I don't know why I like it so much. You want to have a band with that name? There is a band with that name. <laughs> Rolling Blackouts, CF, they're called. But, but I just look. I don't know why I like it. I think I like Rolling. Like, you know the movie Rolling Thunder with William Devane? Sure. He's a returning war vet. Do you yeah. like the Rolling Stones? Yeah, I do like the Rolling Stones. I think I just like Rolling. I think it's a great. Ro- I think we'll start calling the show Rolling Dragon. That's okay. What I'm saying. Well, people then they'll see us rolling. They'll hate. They're hating. Yeah. That's the problem because you know we're riding dirty. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. Here was something. Don't, it's a song called Ride and Dirty. Look at it. Okay. Up. Uh, the, here's something that happened to me like earlier this week where yeah. we had a little discussion with, uh, with someone else who was mm-hmm. like, in, she, she is a person who makes videos. Okay. She's, uh, likes film. Yeah. And we were talking and we got into a discussion about, uh, uh, rating systems. Oh, yeah. And she was like, okay, so, uh, G rated film. Yeah. General. Okay. Uh, PG, parental guidance. Yep. R, restricted. Yep. NC 17, what the hell? No children. Ah, damn it. Here's what we came up with was we went like, oh, an N and a C. Oh, because it's either got the N word or the C word. No children under 17. No, listen to my joke. It's either got the (laughs) N word or the C word. And that's why. 17 times. Yeah, 17 times. Yeah. Yeah, no children. (laughs) I just said something. (laughs) I just don't understand why you didn't know what it meant. 
I'm flabbergasted. What I want to do now is I want to write yeah. a New Yorker cartoon and also and draw you in the corner just going, no, but the real thing is. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the end of the no, show. No, but in the actual moon landing. Okay, I just fine. couldn't believe that you didn't know what I meant. There I'm weren't any aliens, really. I'm still flabbergasted. At the moon landing. You know what you forgot? M. For mature. Yeah. How, what does X stand for? X. I don't know. X-rated. <laughs> X stands for X-rated yeah. in X-rated. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the same thing with Wi-Fi. What's Wi-Fi stand for? It doesn't. It's just Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. It right. sounds like hi-fi. Yeah. And it uh, so they made it Wi-Fi. It's wireless fidelity. That's right. Well, uh, no, that's not at all what it is. <laughs> like high fidelity. Mm-hmm. Wireless fidelity. Sure. <laughs> you know what? With it's the with the death of term. with the death of Hugh Hefner, we will not talk about hi-fis anymore. Is that right? He was the only guy He's who would, the only he was he was the go-to guy for hi-fi. I still have a hi-fi discussion. I know you do because he was still alive then. Mm, I can have to but throw now this is the away. oh. Anyway, uh, next week we'll be talking about virtual reality and some stuff that interests me about that. <laughs> okay, nice tease. Yep, that's a little. Nice right. tease. I just realized I, I wanted to talk a bit about that today, and I was like, oh no, I, uh, there's not enough time now. But next next week. All right. There's some stuff that uh, interests me. With oh, that. Wrap up the show. Tell people where they can contact us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. I hate this family. I'd leave. <laughs> <laughs>